pie. Right. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, well, that was a good one. Well. <laughs> What's that? Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to be a secondary character. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are we going to do a quiet talker? And I'm the close talker. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bidba Basque, aka But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This is our 45th ever episode of the podcast. Uh, and there's three of us in the studio once again tonight. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And I am Stacy. Yes, Stacy's with us for a second time ever. Hopefully, one of many times in the future. <laughs> if all goes well. So I managed to get an invite back. So yeah. managed to not do too badly the first time around. Yeah, you've done all right. So <laughs> welcome back to the studio again. Thank you for having me. No worries. The price you paid is uh, able is able uh, enabled us to buy new equipment. You bought you bought your way back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've done well. This is What's the Deal With, because every fifth episode, we don't just talk about an episode and its secondaries, we talk about some secondaries. So uh, today, we're talking about the talkers. Talking about the talkers. Talking about the talkers. The high talker, the low talker, and the close talker. Mm. Yes. So very fun one. We've been looking forward to this one, and, uh, you know, three talkers, three Three talkers on the microphones. Yeah, Yeah. us. So, you know, it works. Was that deliberate or just a coincidence? That we had three talkers to do the three talkers? Mm. It's just a quinky dink. Yeah. Yeah. Quinky dink. There you go. Indeed. Mm. I think it'd be a bit weird if like one of us was the high, low and the close talker for the whole episode. It would be very hard to do it with one person being the low talker for the I couldn't maintain that. The low talker. And how would you how would you portray a close talker on microphone other than talking way too close like this? Like Stacey last time. Yeah. Getting a bit excited. Yeah, with the distortion, yeah. You'll you can hear that if you uh, download our clip shows. We have uh, two season two clip shows from last season. So uh, if you listen to part two you'll hear Stacey uh, distort the microphone <laughs> quite heavily wheeling into the microphone and make uh, making Ivan and I pull our uh, earphones up over our ears exactly get in touch with us bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com is our email address we have socials at bidwabask b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c and uh, we've got a website bidwabask.com and you can listen to us on iTunes uh, recently Spotify and now Stitcher yes uh, Download us, review us, do all that stuff. And all that jazz. Today we're going to be talking about, as we mentioned before, Leslie the low talker from the puffy shirt, Dan the high talker from the pledge drive, and Aaron the close talker from the raincoats, parts one and two. We're also going to talk about the actress uh, Wendell Meldrum, who played the low talker, Brian Reddy, who played the high talker, and Judge Reinhold, who you've seen in many films and TV shows. He plays Aaron the close talker. What a name, Judge. Yeah, Judge. I was just Judge. about to make a comment on that. Judge Reinhold. Yeah. It just commands presence, doesn't it? I know. Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, he should have his own uh, Judge reality show. Yeah, I know. Judge Reinhold. Or Ju- he should be a judge on some sort of, I don't know. Panel. Sh- panel or something. Judge, I, Judge Reinhold. I think what? I, I, I read Stop a bit. judging of, me. What? I read a bit about Judge, and apparently he did play a judge in a couple of episodes <laughs> of a show. <laughs> he wasn't called Judge Reinhold, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we just call him Jay Reinhold? Judge Jay. just sounds too... too what about... It sounds too formal. JR? JR, yeah. yeah. Who shot JR? Who shot JR? <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that last week. We sure did. Yeah, yeah, we did get a mention. We did. Yes. So let's uh, let's get into some Seinfeld news, hey, you two, before we uh, get into the characters. Sounds good. Let's do it. So this week is probably the most gossip raggy uh, edition of Seinfeld news ever. Ooh. Nothing actually legit or worthwhile talking about in terms of like quality news, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm basically Perez Hilton this week. So yeah. So apparently through the week, Jerry had an accidental run in in LA with Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he knew who he was, considering he didn't know Kesha. Well, apparently. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I think he knows who B- uh, Bieber is, because uh, someone, I don't know whether it was like a paparazzi or a, just someone on the street, snapped Seinfeld speaking to Bieber through his Lamborghini window. 
I'm guessing they were talking about cars because we all know that Seinfeld loves cars. He's a rev head. He's a rev head. Yeah. <laughs> a rev head. Goes <laughs> to Summonats every year. Yeah. <laughs> Doing doughies. Fangin' mad doughies. Fangin', fangin mad doughies. <laughs> Put money on the wet t-shirt competitions. Yeah, can't. What's yeah. a deal? What's a deal with wet t-shirts? <laughs> What's a deal with fangin' mad doughies? <laughs> What's a deal with wet t-shirts? You put them on, they get wet. <laughs> and then you can see the titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nipples. Oh. <laughs> That's the perfect really impersonation. Escalated. Yeah, it has very quickly. This is what happens when you do trash news. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It just, it, just, it just lowers the bar for everyone. We're the TMZ of Seinfeld podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, so uh, apparently later on, Bieber tweeted at Seinfeld, I told you it was me. So I'm guessing that Seinfeld would maybe know who Bieber is via his young kids. Okay. I think he has a couple of daughters. Yeah, I think so. They're yeah. teenagers or like maybe... 20-something, so they're probably young fans yeah. of Bieber's. Yeah. He's been around long enough. That yeah, 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 I think he's ubiquitous enough to know. You know, He's more he's more popular than Kesha. And he's so. notorious yeah. you know, for doing some things. Yeah, so, yeah you know. that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. so that's that's trash bit of news number one. Wait, I'm a little bit confused, though. So was Bieber in the Lamborghini yeah. or was Jerry in the Lamborghini? Yeah, so, no, no, Bieber was in the Lamborghini. And Jerry was talking to him through yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah. No one knows what led up to that event. Right. Someone just took a photo of Jerry leaning into the car. Right having a chat and then that's it and then Bieber might have said something like I'm Justin Bieber and Jerry was like oh yeah and then he tweeted at him later like yeah well my, my guess is that maybe Seinfeld asked are you Justin Bieber uh, like <laughs> is that you mm-hmm. and then maybe he was trying to convince him right and maybe he said hey I'll tweet from my Twitter account my official Twitter account to prove that it was right. me and then later on whenever he tweeted at Jerry saying it was him right so there you go there you go yep yes so, useless shinfo <laughs> <laughs> nice. so the second bit of news and it's funny you mentioned TMZ. And, and you point straight at me as you say it. TMZ. Yep. TMZ. Yeah. So this is actually a pretty funny interview. We'll put a link to it in our show notes. Oh, great. TMZ caught Jason Alexander walking around last Monday in LA, which is about a week ago. We we're recording Tuesday, so eight days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked him, they were just asking him random questions. And uh, it was a few days after the footage of Trump's hair flying up on uh, Air Force oh, One. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and apparently revealed his much rumoured and now confirmed bald spot. Oh, Why yeah. Why he grows his hair, yeah. Because it's real hair. <clears throat> yeah. It's Nobody not, could it's have not, guessed. Oh, it's not, I would it's never not, have guessed. It's not transplants at all. <laughs> uh, and they were asking about it, you know, Jason Alexander being bald, naturally. They were asking him about bald questions, about or asking him questions about being bald. And uh, Jason actually quipped saying that uh, Trump's caretakers should have been looking out for him by parking Air Force One away from the wind. A nice little, nice little jab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the uh, the paparazzo actually asked Alexander whether um, Trump could rock the bald look. Obviously, a cheeky dig at uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah. But if you watch the footage, uh, Jason plays along and he's he's a pretty good sport about it. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. So. Two pieces of uh, Shinfo trash news. Nice. One directly from TMZ. Yeah. And the other from who's, you know, Justin Bieber, one of the trashiest people on the planet. As you can see, Stacey, we've got a lot of substance when it comes to yeah. our content. Yeah. yeah. So really, really heavy hitting stuff. Hard yeah. hitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last week we, were, we talked about a possible Seinfeld reunion. Which was like huge news. Yeah. That's le- that's legit proper news. And also Seinfeld getting sued apparently over stealing the idea of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah. Complete opposite this time. Yeah. Just trash. Just trash. Trash bag news. Yeah. Well, it's always good to have a bit of sugar in your diet. So, <laughs> you know, go for it. That's true. A bit that's of sugary, true. sugary goodness. And that's all the Seinfeld news. Fantastic. Nice and quick. So, when we come back, we'll have a, what do you reckon, a short little break? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, good. Now, let's have a 15 minute break. Sounds good. And I'm just being <laughs> let's me. Let's play the whole Seinfeld episode as the break. Just the sounds audio. good. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Let's just play the laugh tracks from the episode. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Just like, just like canned laughter. Canned laughter for 15 minutes. Yeah. We, we edit out the actual audio track of the episode and it's nice. just the canned laughter. Right. So it has no, no context, no point, nothing. That sounds great. Or a slow clap. Yep. Just. <laughs> <laughs> or us just going hmm, for 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just some Mongolian throat singing. Yeah. Us yeah. attempting to do that. Attempting to, yeah. Tibetan. 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 Isn't it? Yeah. Mongolian? Tibetan. No, it's Tibetan. It's Tibetan. I'm going to look that up. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. We'll bring you the update after the break. And if you're from Tibet, hello. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in. Or yep. Mongolia. Yes. We're talking about the talkers. <laughs> what's the deal with the talkers? It is a fifth episode. So it's what's the deal with the talkers. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
This is Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Hello Aaron. Aaron. So how long are you folks in town? Oh. <laughs> Three more days. Three more days and then we're off to Paris. We're going with the select charter group. I love France. I was just there last year. In fact, you know, I still have an envelope full of French francs. I'll give them to you. Well, we can't take money. Oh, no. It's a gift from us. Oh, that is so nice, Aaron. <laughs> Isn't he nice? <laughs> so listen, has Jerry been showing you a good time? No, I haven't. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. I haven't heard of that way in a long time. <laughs> I know, it's still novel to me. Yeah. <laughs> we hear it every week and we're like, ugh. <laughs> For the first ten episodes or so we used to do that ourselves, we'd be like, welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And, and then, then it just got, got old. Yeah, and then it got more sooky as we went on. Uh, and then yeah. Ivan one day just said, do you want to stop doing that? And I went, <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, please. <laughs> please. I yeah. still think it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to do, but not every, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. every week. This is yeah. only my second ride, so. Yeah. Yeah. so that's all right. You'll get over it after the fifth. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll start saying it back to you. And you'll be like, ah. Oh. And you'll be like, oh, God, you guys, it's so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to say, but I don't want to say, be a secondary character in the, but I don't want to be a secondary <laughs> character voice. What? What? So much. Meta. My brain just exploded. Yeah. Yes, and your brain's certainly going to explode because we're going to talk about the talkers. What's mm. the deal with before we do, the high, close, and low talkers? Before we do, Stacey needs to... Uh, <laughs> I need to make... Um, make an announcement. I need to make oh, a public go. service announcement. Uh-oh. I'm going to admit that I was incorrect, and it is, in fact, Mongolian throat singing. Mm-hmm. We, li- we did Google it, and I was wrong. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too proud to admit when I make mistakes. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Great for me. I feel like I've won a big victory here. Not just not just proving you wrong in a fact, mm. but it's like a personal victory. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm just going to take a moment. Breathe it in. <laughs> can you smell it? I can smell the victory. Yes. It's great. Victory tastes nice. <laughs> Hashtag Stacy off Bidbobas. <laughs> let's get this trending. Boycott Stacy. Anyway, let's stop talking <laughs> shit yeah. and start talking about some talkers. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so. Talk the talk. talk the Enough talk. walking the walk. It's time <laughs> yeah, to, it's talk time to talk. talk Enough singing the sing. Enough throat singing the throat singing. Let's talk the talk. Yeah, from Mongolia to the studios in Melbourne. <laughs> wherever you are. Hello. That actually sounds like a good bit. From Mongolia to Melbourne, you're on Bidwabas. Five dollars in cold hard cash perfect I'm keeping that in <laughs> <laughs> that's staying <laughs> nice that's from gonna, Mongolia to Melbourne that's going to be one of our sound bites <laughs> yeah it is yeah. actually that's gonna from be... Milan to Minsk from Mongolia to, <laughs> to Melbourne yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's going to be one of our sound bites for an episode for sure from perfect. Mongolia to Melbourne sounds from Milan to Minsk <laughs> 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 sounds great oh uh, uh, cool so we're going to talk about from the puffy shirt Leslie the Low Talker, uh, played by Wendell Mendrum, sorry, uh, born in Rome, Italy, uh, known for appearing in the films Blast from the Past and Cruel but Necessary. She was uh, is a popular actress in Canada. She won several industry awards in Canada for her role as Anne Belcher in the TV series Less Than Kind. That's yep. an unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Miss Belcher. Miss <laughs> Belcher. Yeah. There's a guy at work actually with a last name Belcher. I won't give his first name. He drinks too much lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He changed his name to suit his, his bad habits. <laughs> yeah, nice. She was also well known for playing a character in The Wonder Years. Ah. I, had to, I had to make a mention of that because I love The Wonder Years. Mm, yeah. yeah. And you're probably wondering haven't you spoken about this actress and this character before? Well, yes, we did do uh, the puffy shirt in season two of Bidmabask. Uh, we did do an episode, but we did have some audio issues on my end, <laughs> which I realised after I published it. I was like, oh no. Um, so something went wrong. So what we're going to do is we're going to do like a redux of Leslie the Low Talker. Yeah, and we can probably uh, dig a bit deeper as well. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the focus is on her and two more characters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So all well and good. So, Leslie, dated Kramer in the episode The Puffy Shirt, she is a clothing designer who convinces Jerry to wear a puffy shirt on the Today Show after he pretends to hear what she's saying to be polite. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? You know, when someone says, blah, 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 what? Blah, 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 blah. What did you say? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And you just nod and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. I, so I think sometimes that happens, like, especially with people's names, if mm. they're introducing themselves and you don't hear it the first time and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, what was that? And then they say it again. It, it, you still didn't get it, but you're not going to ask them for a third time. So you're just like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Okay. And nice. Later on, you have to ask a mutual friend. Yeah. Well, what was their what name was that again? person's name again? Yeah. Nice to meet you, shit for brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think after the third go, 
I mean, there's no like set social etiquette, but I think after the third time asking you someone what they up. said, you just pretend. Yeah, you just you nod just, and you're you like, just go, yep, cool. okay, cool. Right, yep. nice. it's, cool. Too, it's too socially awkward for everybody involved in the interaction to like keep, keep yeah, asking. Yeah. It's just like you try three times and then it's just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. I'm just imagining uh, Leslie trying to talk to Elaine, um, you know, when she can't hear. What's the episode? When um, she goes over to... Uh, uh, oh, Rob Schneider's character, yeah? Oh, no. No, no. You oh, know no, when she, she can't pretend, hear? And yeah. She pretends to hear oh, Tim Watley? That's Tim Watley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the episode? That's a Mum and Pop store. That's right. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Imagine those party. two trying to talk. Yeah. Like Leslie's saying something, Elaine can't hear it, and they're just both like, what the fuck yeah, is going, going on? on? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Um, so Jerry tries to back out, but Leslie's already sold some uh, shirts to other retailers under the condition that Jerry will wear them on TV. <laughs> he breaks down on the set of the Today Show and tells the host that he hates wearing the shirt. Leslie screams, you bad. First time you can hear it. Yes, yeah. indeed. Very loud. What a solid start. And yeah. Jerry goes, that I could hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leslie makes a brief appearance in the finale part two to testify against the core four. Oh. Uh, when talking about how Jerry badmouthed her shirt on the Today Show, Jackie Charles objects because nobody can hear her, even the judge <laughs> and the district attorney. And he tells the judge to either get a microphone for her or move on with the trial. Hmm. There you go. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. So Leslie, uh, I think with her, her, like she's either suffers from anxiety, mm. you know, clearly because you know she's probably too shy to speak in public, and I think as well, I think when she's, you know, because she's dating Kramer, mm. I think when it's only her and Kramer, she probably speaks normally. Yeah. You know, she's probably like very calm and comfortable. And Kramer, we've mentioned this several times, Stephen. Kramer has this ability to kind of, you know. Sh- have like someone people, else's people, side come out, you know, yeah, like people, a side people, that you probably wouldn't see usually. Yeah, people yeah. feel relaxed around Kramer. Yeah, he has an ability to bring out people's more authentic selves. I think. Mm. Yeah, because he, he is unashamedly himself. Mm. So I think people bounce off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I feel like he's also quite adaptable in terms of his like. Yeah. You know, he also feeds off the other people as well. Yeah. So together, because like there's a little exchange. I think it's when they're out at dinner in the restaurant mm. when the whole like agreeing to wear the shirt thing happens. But um, Leslie tells a joke and obviously... And Kramer starts laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So he gets it. He can understand what she's saying. Even yeah. Though obviously Jerry and Elaine and the audience cannot. Um, but, you know, she cracks this little joke and, and he laughs like very genuinely. So yeah. like obviously they get one another, but sort of makes me wonder like what is it that you know Kramer can hear and understand her properly but nobody else seems to be able to yeah maybe Kramer's just spent enough time with her to understand her mumblings mm. or maybe he can lip read yeah or maybe he can yeah. maybe or maybe he's just humoring her as we were just <laughs> talking about he's just really good at making her feel like he can hear her <laughs> nice I don't know I don't, that's a bit too mean for that's for probably Kramer, too though. mean yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not really that calculated no, no. he's not he's, Kramer, he's just Kramer a buffoon would just, yeah Kramer would just say straight up speak up I can't hear mm. you yeah. yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't muck around well in the episode so the nose job he tells the woman you know yeah. George's girlfriend he's like oh you look you oh no not George's a, girlfriend you just need a nose job yeah you, you're beautiful yeah. but you just need a nose job yeah, you yeah. Know, very, what's the episode where he tells Elaine's friend to get the haircut because it looks like like a 60s housewife isn't it the kiss hello is that the kiss hello yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah her haircut's like that mm. I don't even know what it's like that 50s bob yeah you know like 60s kind of yeah. perm yeah. bob yeah, yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. mod bob mod bob I think it's something like that yeah 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 I think it's the kiss hello yeah yeah Mm, funny, <laughs> funny, funny, funny. But if you know, thinking about that, like in the real world, so like she, you know, she might be suffering from anxiety, but there is actually a speech disorder which is associated with a feeling of unease or scratchiness of the throat, which oh. causes the pitch and the volume of the voice to change. Okay. Wow. So it's like a larynx disorder. It's an off. It's a result of laryngitis, severe laryngitis. It's called dysphonia. Okay. Right. I vagely remember you talking about this when we first in the puffy the shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, if say Leslie was a real person, she could probably be suffering from like a larynx condition. Hmm. You know, maybe she just, you know, she can't quite project her voice, except when she goes, "You bastard," which would yeah. blow that out of the water. But uh, maybe she just, you know, has like a larynx problem. She can't quite. Okay. You know. I just say found the word. it really interesting in, I guess, like the juxtaposition between, you know, when she's in the restaurant. Um, at the dinner and when she's like trying to talk with everyone and she's like you know the way she's sort of she's quite small and she sort of doesn't take up very much space and she's very smiling yeah, and nodding yeah. and agreeable very polite and yeah. very polite and obviously with the low talking 
So she seems lovely and warm and delightful, but you have no idea what she's saying. She could be calling them horrific names yeah, for of all they would know. But then you cut to when, you know, she gets upset because of, like, Jerry making the comments about the shirt and everything. And then she's this, like, angry... Oh, especially you know, when she pushes like, George onto the yeah. iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then at the end of the show, you know, George comes in and inadvertently puts his foot in it by being, you know, making comments about the shirt. Yeah. And not only has she been, you know, yelling at Jerry and being like, you ruined my career. Yeah. And, you bastard. Yeah, I've lost show. a lot of money. and But she know. actually physically shoves George, yeah. George and yeah. then ends up, he burns his hand. So, like... I found it really interesting the different like the switch between those two versions of her character. Yeah, like yeah. Very sweet, lovely, softly spoken woman, and then this like, <laughs> you know, malicious like. Yeah. What's that word? Like vengeful woman. Yeah, scorned. vengeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman scorned. Yeah, that's the mm. one. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe she, you know, prior to maybe like two years prior to the puffy shirt, she was like an angry, sometimes violent person, and she went on like a mm. like a like a retreat for a year, like a silence retreat, <laughs> like anger management. Yeah, and she learned how to be calm. Nice, you know, and and that was working in her everyday life. But then when Jerry basically ruined her professional life, and but she inadvertently ruined George's burgeoning career that's as a hand true. model too. That's yeah. true. That's you know, yep, and that's that's direct karma. Mm-hmm, yeah, is. maybe she just you know all of all of those years of like silence and, and meditation up in the mountains <laughs> just undone. <laughs> she just went straight back she to her former self. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah. Right there. Just, you know, completely gone. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Ah, uh, crazy. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the Close Talker? Uh, yeah. The Close Talker. Yes. Aaron the Close Talker, played by <laughs> Judge Reinhold. The Judge. A name you've probably heard, and you've seen him in several TV shows and films. Over 75 films and TV shows, in fact, wow. he's been involved in. Uh, some of his most famous films include Stripes. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's so a good, good one. And the Beverly Hills Cop Trilogy alongside Eddie Murphy. And uh, Gremlins. Gremlins as well, yes. Uh, did you know he was nominated for an Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series Emmy for his role as Aaron? Wow. In 1994. Wow. Yes. He's pretty good in the episode. Yeah, he's very... He's I, I, I yeah. like this he's character great. a lot. He's so good. I, I like him. He does it yeah. really well. He's just I think so, would... like, annoyingly fucking chipper. Oh, yeah. Like, really. Like, like bizarrely he... happy and friendly and nice, but also, like, I feel like actually recording or shooting or whatever the word is. Um, <laughs> As in, or, no, like, like recording camera, on a camera, right. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, like, recording a show like that and having to be, like, well, mm. I mean, we're quite used to this. Um, yeah, because we, we only have two microphones in the studio for three people. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get this fixed <laughs> eventually. I'm totally okay being up in Stephen's business. <laughs> you are anyway. Yeah. Not just physically, but you're always asking me personal questions. <laughs> what are you wearing, Stephen? Fuck off. <laughs> why, are you, why are you wearing so many clothes, Stephen? <laughs> Basically saying, take off your clothes. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the third wheel in this podcast. (laughs) I'll just take a back seat. Never. Never, ever. No. You're the leader. (laughs) No, the leader. You're the news anchor. No, 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 leader. Leader. (laughs) Ivan Man. Yes. (laughs) Ivan Man. Yes. (laughs) So a bit of trivia about uh, Judge Reinhold and his association with Seinfeld and the raincoats when he was in there. Uh, According to Notes About Nothing on the DVD version of the raincoats, uh, Judge had claimed that playing Aaron was one of the greatest moments of his career as he was able to work with the show's ensemble cast. Mm. That would be a highlight in anyone's career. Yeah. And the fact that he played it so well. Yeah, I mean, know, Matt, he was terrific. Matt, Matt McCoy said that when we interviewed him way back in season one. Yeah. He said that playing... Uh, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun <laughs> was one of the, the highlights of his career. So. Oh, geez. And you yeah. can listen to that episode if you go all the way back to season one. Episode 15, I believe. I believe, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we did an episode about Lloyd Braun in conjunction. So uh, check those ones out when we were young and amateurish. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. trying to find our feet. Young, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. So Aaron, the close talker. Uh, dates Elaine in the raincoats. He's a close talker and will walk up to a person he's engaging in conversation to as close as possible to their face to be mere inches away from them. Mm, real close. Like mm. he's going to, he looks like he's about to go in for a kiss. Oh, yeah. Every time. And he's, everyone's like, Ooh. Yeah. I love when Kramer, like he does yeah. it to Kramer and he goes, Yeah, I know, I've heard of you before. And then Kramer <laughs> just like, you know, falls down. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
my, my favorite is Helen's reaction just her. Yeah. Like oh, she just back. like ducks back. Like she an, just jolts back. Like, like an like ostrich. A, yeah. We've got that yeah. on our Instagram right now. We've yeah. got a picture of a, a still of Helen pulling back while uh, while Aaron's talking to her. I yeah. think what makes it even funnier, except with Kramer, because Kramer falls over, which is hilarious, but the fact that Aaron is taller than most people. Yeah. So he's not just sort of talking at them. He's, he's talking like over them. Over them, yeah. So they're sort of, they're, they're leaning back, plus they're kind of cowering. Yeah. It just yeah. adds more like comedic effect yeah. to the fact that he's just so like overly cumbersome yeah he was very well cast yeah for the role no really good really yeah. good uh while he likes elaine he loves jerry's parents <laughs> he does he, he does. really does he sure does he's like they're his parents you know <laughs> yeah. uh, he does everything possible to make their new york stay as entertaining as possible going as far as taking them both to a museum as well as a performance of my fair lady an expensive meal and a horse carriage ride with some champagne mm. to elaine's discontent uh, when the Seinfelds cancel their Paris trip to go back to Florida, Aaron accompanies Jerry and Elaine to the airport to see them off. After they board, Aaron feels guilty about how much more he could have done for them if he had pawned his ring and watch. And do you know that monologue? It's actually a reference to uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, Liam I kind Neeson, of had yeah. assumed as much when I was watching the episode. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, Schindler's List have... is featured in the episode. Yeah, yeah. the make-out session in the film. You were making out during <laughs> Schindler's List? Yeah. yeah, that was some list. Yeah, that was some <laughs> list. And what did you think about the black and white? The oh, black I didn't even notice. I, didn't. I could see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I should still actually. I should watch Schindler's List. I haven't actually seen. Oh, it. it's oh. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, very sad. I've but, gone. I've know. gone to see it three times, but I've been making out every time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, with yourself. Yeah, while my parents have been staying. Oh. Nice. Oh. Well, remember that time I went to see it with you, but you kept on trying to make out with me. Oh. I was like, fuck. Off, <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh. Oh, I have no response. Oh man, it's getting sweaty here, and not because of the weather. Uh, and Stephen is still wearing a hoodie. I know. It's like in Melbourne right now. It's twenty-eight degrees centigrade, and Stephen's wearing a hoodie. I'm covering myself up because you would objectify me. Otherwise, I I'm feel very uncomfortable. Goodness me. So. Man flesh. <laughs> <laughs> man flesh. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Have you okay. seen, there's a really funny like screenshot of a text exchange sent between like a boyfriend and a girlfriend and the boyfriend's like <laughs> I'm coming home soon or like you know I'm on my way home like a bit yeah, flirty yeah, yeah. and then she sends a screenshot of the, the Urukai from Lord of the Rings you know sniffing the air it's like man, man flesh, flesh. Man flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so good such a good line I'd be turned on but also turned off that would be like that would be erotic um, yeah man, man flesh, flesh. <laughs> in, in that deep bit, demonic voice yeah man there's flesh. something man flesh. This, yeah it, it kind of goes both ways yeah yeah, yeah. so, so after it, <laughs> so carrying on with uh, Aaron uh, after the Seinfelds board the flight uh, Aaron feels guilty about how much more they could have done for them if he'd pawned his ring mm. and watch um, he then suffers a panic attack and tries to get into the plane to make sure that they're hydrated and they have enough water, but is held back by security. Yeah. And he's never seen again. No. That's it. I think he would have, uh, yeah, been, wouldn't have been welcomed back in Elaine's life. No, no definitely not. She was already, she'd already had enough after yeah, the she was at a wit's with end. the Seinfelds when they went out for dinner and then she has the conversation about, yeah. you know, he's certifiably nice, like mm. insanely nice. Yeah. So after the airport exchange, I'm sure he would have been... He would out, have been the door. out the door. I reckon they would have left even before he was off the plane. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. They, they would like have just he, bailed. Yeah, they probably would have see seen him, him like escorting, that. you know, like being escorted oh, yeah, from yeah, security, security like, yeah. you know, like just... back through the terminal mm-hmm. and Elaine just would have gone, nah, nah. nah. That would have probably been like a deleted scene. It'd yeah. been like yeah. Jerry and Elaine just looking at each other. Going, yeah. I can oh. picture them both just like looking at each other. Yeah, trying to figure out like, should we help him out or should we wait? And Elaine's like, nah, I'm good. They just fuck off and he's history. Yeah. Yeah. So... I was trying to. I thought a, a lot about what Aaron does for a living, and I think I've nailed it. What is it? I think he's a culture writer or some sort of. Because everything he does with with the Seinfelds involves like sort of high culture mm. theater. Apparently, he knows a lot about restaurants. Monet, Manet. Monet. He's got an artist who works at a gallery. I think he's like. At first, I thought maybe he was a gallery owner or something, but I think because his knowledge is across all sorts of mm. different like high points of New York culture or just French culture impressionism. In general, What's that? French Impressionism. Exactly. Monet. Monet yes. and uh, the theater, Renoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Good food. Yeah, and I think... Very I think cultured he would be, man. Yeah, I think he would be like a culture writer for maybe the New York Times or something. Yeah. You know, and that's how he's got such good knowledge and, and you know, just appreciation of that sort yeah. of finer, 
finer level of life, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He what? comes across as being quite casual in the beginning of the episode, though. Like, he obviously, not in terms of um, his interests, like, he's very much, he immediately is like, what are you doing? Do you want to go to the Met? You know, I have my friend, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, just his persona and everything, sort of, he starts out, like, kind of chill and kind of casual, and then as the time with the Seinfelds continues, he just becomes kind of more and more engaged and involved and really does seem to fall in love with, yeah. with them. Which with the Seinfelds, yeah. It's yeah. like like they're his parents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But it's nearly like he's courting them in a way, you mm. know? Like, And um, Elaine's talking to her friend about how they're going out for this romantic evening with like a show and dinner. And then Aaron brings along the Seinfelds with just like, a complete disregard for how that might interfere with some sort of like romantic mm. you know rendezvous he just doesn't put the two together in terms of the fact that he can't have a romantic night with Elaine whilst the parents are there so it's nearly like he's courting them yeah. in some sort of romantic yeah. love triangle <laughs> would, it would be like a romantic rectangle well yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly>. almost yeah <laughs> do, do you think he has a soft spot for like people from out of town yeah. Well, that seems to be a theme, you know, because he's sort of like in the beginning, he's like, oh, you know, what have you seen? What have you done? Yeah. Like, what more can I offer you? And then definitely at the end, like at the airport, he's definitely talking like, I could have taken them to another show. I could have taken them for another meal. Mm. And he's very much like sort of fixated. So, yeah, maybe that whole culture writer, like... I, I don't think the, the, the idea of him being a culture writer is related to his personality. I just think that that's what he does for a living based on what he does in the episode. Yeah, but I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. I thought you were trying to relate, like, his personality to what he does for a living. And I can't no, see not, any tenable link between those two things. Not personality, but just how preoccupied he seems to be with showing the Seinfelds a good time in New York okay. because they're from out of town. True. Mm. I should have let you finish. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You had some information about why he might be a close talker, Ivan. Well, yeah, it's it's funny. I actually came across an article which puts the science behind close talking. Yeah. It's actually a science. So oh. there's a study, a recent study that came out last year in California that they found a link between close talking and damage to a certain part of the brain. Wow. So it's possible that he, he may suffer from a damaged uh, amygdala. So amygdala. A, amygdala, yeah, A M Y G D A L A, amygdala, mm -hmm. uh, an area of the brain which is known to be a hot spot for feelings like anger and fear. And in the study, they found that one who suffers from this tends to be overly friendly and trusting. Yeah, like Aaron is very, uh, and he has and has trouble picking up indicators of fear or aggression on another person's face. Right. So if someone's close talking mm -hmm. you, you know, you can like be irritated and angry, or you can be like get Ooh. lost, or yeah, you know, be like very awkward. But people apparently with the damage, and and, and this is caused usually by like accidents mm -hmm. or brain tumors yep. or you know some kind of affliction in the brain. But um, yeah. This is just like Aaron. He can't tell, you know, when someone's he like you go up to someone's face and you know yeah. they're awkward and he he's like normal. He doesn't notice. Well, everyone you know? sort of most people's reaction is that they kind of like recoil and yeah. try and get back, yeah, at, like get back into their own personal in their own space personal space. Yes, he's he, sort of invaded theirs, mm. and then obviously you have the extreme reaction of Kramer. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to really like register no, or acknowledge no. that those reactions. So that could. Yeah. feed back into that lack of like reading social cues yes and a notable uh, aspect of this condition detecting personal space and their limits can affect someone with this condition there you go so yeah wow. yeah i googled I google close talker seinfeld and this article came up it's like a scientific <laughs> blog it's like oh yeah. all right the science of aaron science of aaron yeah. yeah so they've actually put a science behind close talking is it actually referred to as close talking in the article uh yeah so it, it's like i think the article is called the science behind oh, i might put it in the show notes actually yeah cool. um this i think it's the science behind close talking or something wow. it's like a blog yeah it's like oh, but it's he's got like aaron has all of these characteristics I like to think Which that whoever the you yeah. know whoever the person is that that or people team of people that that did that study they're all Seinfeld fans and they're like let's try and figure this out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and know. They did. But apparently this condition has been known amygdala. Mm. Um, but they they were like stunned mm. that personal space is like an issue as well. Does does this yeah. condition have a name? Or uh, it's just damaged amygdala. Okay. Right. It's just someone. I don't know if there's a condition like yeah. the name, but okay. just as someone with a damaged amygdala. Right. And it's like I said, caused by uh, brain damage, mm. uh, tumors, or yep. some trauma. other kind of trauma. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hmm. So there you go. He has like 
all the hallmarks of this condition. He does yeah. definitely behave in a not quite how you would expect manner. Yeah, no. <laughs> and she, and Stephen says he's overly chipper. Yeah, so yeah, you know. ridiculously and he like, can't happy and excited. And he yeah, and he can't sense fear or aggression. No, I mean he he gets panicked at the end. Yeah, you yeah. know, but he doesn't really. You notice he's not scared. He's not angry. No. He's never. Mm. He's pretty calm and collected. So. Uh, I had one yeah. thought about, but your your information kind of blows us out of the water. Oh, well. But I was just thinking, why is he so polite? Most people overcompensate for something that they lacked at a younger time mm-hmm. in their life. Like, yep. you know, most people are, I don't know, it's a common sort of, you know, cliche, I guess, within psychology. Yeah. I was thinking maybe he wasn't shown love or maybe he wasn't given anything ah, or appreciated as a child. Yeah. But I think your idea is more uh, more I don't know, it just it just Next it has level. more yeah, it has more weight to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm. But one when I was sort of, you know, investigating my own idea, I, I had an idea that maybe he was sort of descendant from like a waspy kind of background yeah and they showed no love to him or whatever yeah because i mean yeah. you know a stereotype in waspy sort of culture and like mm. a wasp is white anglo-saxon protestant yeah in case you're unaware um is that they're very sort of regal and impolite mm. not yeah. sorry not impolite yeah. but just they, very they, they, they stay within impersonal but yeah. but socially polite but yeah. personally very cold, cold. yeah yeah, yeah. But their social sort of um they stay within their circle. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But yeah. their their social mannerisms are very, very like rehearsed. That you know everything is very meticulous. Yeah, mm. yeah. Good but point. Yeah, but and maybe maybe he wasn't shown much love as a child, or you mm. know maybe he just didn't want to be in that cold environment, so he stood out of it. And it would kind of tie in with the idea of him being like part of the New Yorker. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that's sort of considered a waspy sort of publication. Mm-hmm. It's a very old New York publication associated with the elite. Yeah. Um. But I think your your that that to me is just almost almost watertight. It's I just find tight. it. I I didn't even search for this. It just came up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah, like a blog. Yeah, scientific blog. Like, They've wow. just done our All job right. for us. Yeah, we didn't have to make up shit. They're like, he got his amygdala damage, and he is. Yeah, he must have fallen over and got a head injury or yeah. something. Yeah. Or who knows? Mm. He's pretty tall. Maybe he bumped his head on something. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe like walking in, <laughs> like yeah. the door, like the door yeah. frame or something. Yeah, like his head on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. How do you think if if you had someone like Aaron in your life, like say a colleague, someone that you couldn't choose to not spend, you know, like a friend. If you had a friend who was overbearing, you could just choose not to spend time with them or someone. But if or you had, tell them that they're overbearing. Yeah, I was going to say like if you had someone mm. in your life who you couldn't avoid due to whatever circumstance. Yeah. Would you like how far? How much Aaron would they have to be for you to say, "Hey, like, get out of my personal space"? I like, guess it depends. Like, how long like, would you put up with it? Is my point. I mean, in, in in your answering your question, I think like if they were a family member, you yeah. know, like There's or like a really like a childhood friend, with. I'd probably say, "Look, this is just his nature." Yeah, you know, I, nothing I can do. Mm. I can probably sometimes tell him, "Hey, you know, back off" or yeah. whatever. But I don't know if he was like a, an office worker or something, I could avoid him. But no, answering your question, how far would I go? Yeah. Maybe if you try to lead him for a kiss. <laughs> if he was like closet and he, you know, he was attracted to me or something, I'd probably say, oh, you know, it's nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Not that, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. But, you know, no. Yeah. I, I, so you draw the line at kissing, is that what you're Yeah, saying? probably. Yeah. I'd probably do that whether they're a close talker or not. I don't want people, most people kissing me. No. So, but, Mwah. okay. Mwah. I would say something. Yeah. I would say something, like yeah. even if it was a co-worker. Oh, if it was a co-worker, different. That's that's a different story. Yeah. That's like so whoa. you so you would be more accommodating for someone that you didn't have a relationship with, like a family member or a friend. Yes. Then the like, other or around. a close friend, like childhood oh. friend or something. I look, I'd just be like, okay, that's their nature. That's the way they are. You'd be okay. more tolerant, yeah. And but if it's someone who I've barely exposed to it yeah. for a long time, so, and so I'm used to it. Just kind of accepted yeah. it, even exactly. though it makes you a bit uncomfortable. You're just like, oh well, that's just that person. Yeah, but if it was someone like an office, work, like a coworker or something, and then I'd be like, dude, get out of my have face. a tic tac, Jesus, <sighs> you know? have a tic tac. Yeah, why'd you eat that freaking, you know? tabbouleh and hummus <laughs> you know wrap jeepers and the garlic the garlic you know, the gal- yeah exactly why you could have picked something better yeah complete complete side note me just embarrassing myself Uh-oh. about four Not or five again. years ago yeah all the time about four or five years ago i it was the first date i'd been on in a long time and i was really nervous because i was really attracted to this person and for breakfast i oh, sorry for for lunch actually and it was an afternoon date I ate garlic eggs with oh, a big black coffee, nice. and I didn't have a mint, and it was oh. like rookie error. Yeah. So you've got garlic, 
you've got egg sulfur, mm-hmm. and you've got coffee breath. Black coffee. Good lord. My goodness. Good Lucky Lord. she wasn't a vampire. She would just melt it in front of you. <laughs> also, she would have been burned alive by yeah. the sun. Yeah. Also, she would, probably would have been turned off by my foul-smelling oh, breath. No. But... <laughs> oh, no. I forgot to put on my SPF 10,000+. plus. How did the date go, Damn Stephen? Uh, I saw her twice more, but, okay. then she, but then she told me not to see her again because I broke a shower. So it actually got worse. That's like a Seinfeld episode. What? You know, it's like if you're one of the Seinfeld characters, you know, you forget to brush your yeah, teeth or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and then, the first strike. And then yep. you think they're going to break, like you, the the audience is convinced that you, they're going to break up because of this, and yep. then you do something else. Yeah. That's the final straw. Now, final I was having a shower at her place, and her, her taps turned the other way, because whoever mm. plum, plumbed it did, it did it wrong. And I kept on turning the hot water, and I twisted the tap right oh, out of the wall, no. and there was water rushing water everywhere. everywhere. And her mum had to wake up and turn the mains off. Oh, and then it was awkward. And then the next day she texted me and said, don't ever come back. That's a like, Seinfeld episode. Yeah, true. Yeah, That's a plot. That, <laughs> that whole day, that whole weekend was a Seinfeld. Well, that whole two weeks was a Seinfeld. I wonder if she listens to the podcast. If you're listening, hello. <laughs> hello. hello. I won't mention you by name, but I doubt you would. We'll just call her Lisa S. Or <laughs> I mean, no, no. L. L. Simpson. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, any other notes about Aaron? No. Stacey? No? No. Um, I, not specific notes, but I just... One of the things that really stuck out, and it was sort of like earlier on, is like after his first day with the Seinfelds and he's talking about, you know, going to the gallery and everything and, and he's speaking with Elaine... And then he was like, oh, they're so nice. They bought me a Coke. They bought me a Coke. He's and very he childlike, sounds, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, like he just sounds so content mm. and happy and like innocent and so easily pleased. And just like, I think that really like stuck out for me in terms of like just this bizarre kind of, you know, fresh faced persona that nobody mm. can seem to understand, especially not, you know, jaded New Yorkers. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah, just that was just like, they bought me a Coke. That's a good point, actually. Maybe he's not from New York. Maybe he's from out of oh. town. Maybe he's like from the Midwest or, you know, something. Yeah, I think he's from, he's from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Somewhere just polite. Yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah I think that's all... the Midwest. Yeah. 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 That's in Wisconsin, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. So there you go. He's not so from he's, New York. He's yeah. a white man. He must, he from must out of he's a wasp. Maybe he's from Connecticut. True. Mm. That's true. A wasp. That's a wasp uh, stronghold. A non a non Manhattanite wasp. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you reckon? We'll take a quick break and uh, we'll talk about Dan the High Talker. Let's do it. Let's that do sounds it. great. Sounds great. And we also have Seinfeldisms, Seinfeldia trivia, and where do the close talkers or any of the other talkers, in fact, sit in our top ten secondaries of all time? Mm. You will find out. From Mongolia to Melbourne, you're on Bidwabask. <laughs> Hello? Hi, it's Elaine. Listen, um, I was just talking to Jerry. Jerry? Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I like Jerry a lot. You mean like-like? <laughs> what are you talking about? Noreen, were you hitting on him? Uh, Noreen's not here. This is Dan. This is Steven. This is Ivan. This is Stacy. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Today we're talking about the talkers and laughing about a lot of dumb shit. I can't get him out of my mind. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about him. And luckily we here at Bidwabask have many shows that celebrate... Lifestyles. And we have many segments to cater to your lifestyle, like <laughs> Seinfeldisms, Seinfeldia, fan mail, which is coming up, and our top ten secondaries of all time. That's nice. That's, That's all a coming good one. Up. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, very nice. Yes. Cool. So, Dan the High Talker, played by... Brian Reddy. Yes, known for a couple of uh, movies that you like, Steve. Dante's Peak. <gasps> yes. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Oh, those are two fantastic films. That's why I like them. Yeah, he was in there. Yep. He was also in the Jack Black comedy Envy in the early okay. 2000s. Yeah. What character is he in No Brother Where Art Thou? I haven't seen it in a long time. I can't uh, remember. Must be something minor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yes. So uh, that was him. Hmm. So uh, Dan the High Talker. He appears in the season six episode The Pledge Drive. Uh, he dates Elaine's friend Noreen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can all agree on that. One. Yeah, we can all agree on that one. Yes. I concur. Indeed. I concur. Um, he has an unusually high-pitched voice, courtesy of voiceover, uh, which leads Elaine to think that she's talking to Noreen and accuses Dan of flirting with Jerry. Kramer is the only one of the core four who meets him in person. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh. Yes. Hmm. In the episode. In the yeah. episode. In the episode. Yeah. In the episode. Yeah. 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 I sort of just assumed that 
Elaine and Dan had met previously. Yeah, yeah. Because Elaine talks about his appearance in yeah, that conversation exactly. in the diner. Yeah, but yeah. she calls yeah, him bald. Yeah. yeah. But no, and in the episode, though, yeah. she makes comments about his belching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mr. Belcher. <laughs> Mr. Belcher, yeah. <laughs> Miss Belcher. Miss Belcher from the Canadian TV show. That's true. That we talked about. That's true. Yeah, so Dan the High Talker, uh, what do you have? Uh, <laughs> he seems a bit dumb. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit, bit thick. ditzy, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I think, like... Um, in the conversation that happens between Elaine and Dan when she believes that it's Noreen, she's saying, you know, you saw Jerry the other day. Like, do you like Jerry? And, and Dan's like, oh, yeah, I like Jerry a lot. Mm. So it's sort of that very, like, just agreeable. Yeah. You don't get the sense that there's a lot of substance to his personality. No. He's just no. like, oh, yeah, I like Jerry a lot. A space like, cadet, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. quite happily, you know, quite easily pleased or just, yeah, that sort of like agreeable personality. But then it kind of flips with the entire scenario of him finding out that Jerry believed that his girlfriend was flirting with him. Yeah. He then gets really jealous. Very jealous, doesn't he? And he's, yeah. you know, yeah. there's comments about him, like, leaving a, a numerous messages on Elaine's voicemail mm. Um, mm. and then also showing up at the pledge drive. <laughs> like, he goes from this sort of likeable, agreeable space cadet mm. to this quite, like, you know, aggressive like fixated guy who's just like I can't get Jerry out of my mind and I love when Elaine can not like she can't tell who it is anymore on the phone it's like is that you Noreen or is that yeah she no, tells she tells Dan. she tells Jerry's grandma to drop dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know she sounds you hung up on my nana you, hung up on my nanny. you told her to drop dead you told her to drop dead that's <laughs> And then I, lo- so I love I love when Kramer's oh, like I love when he's doing the plates drive and then he's like oh you again listen buddy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh it's Jerry's grand it. it's yeah. Jerry's nana oh yeah. she's she's opened up her checkbook and she's donating to PBS a check for fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> she's on a fixed income <laughs> stop the broadcast <laughs> stop the broadcast <laughs> yeah yeah oh, Leo. I was oh. just thinking. I, I had in my notes that he was insecure. You know, mm, the fact that he, he becomes very uh, obsessive and fixated on Jerry. Yes. I think maybe he's aware of his high voice. and Maybe mm-hmm. he was given shit about it all through his life. Yeah. And that's created a sense of insecurity. So if he feels like he's going to lose the one person who accepts his, you know, him the way he is, not to say that no one else would, mm. but I'm sure he's, he's struggled a lot with maintaining relationships and yeah. just having self-confidence generally. Of course, because yeah. having So when he voice, feels yeah. like that, that's threatened... Yeah. Not that I'm excusing his possessive behaviour, but I can understand why someone would feel that way and act that way. Be very yeah. threatened. Yeah. And you know. get very fixated on that. Yeah, idea. and I mean, Jerry's sort of, uh, you know, he's a very sexy man. Oh, a very <laughs> sexy man. You know, and he's successful. He's sort of, you know... Uh, on he's a, on prominent. And exactly. He's, he's got a profile about him, so I understand why someone would feel... Threatened, threatened by him, yeah. If they're, yeah. if they're insecure about their own, yeah. you know, voice or whatever. And speaking of voice disorders, I've actually come across a real-life one for Dan. Wow. That he might suffer You've from. you done some sick research this week. Dr. Ivan in Doctor, the house. Dr. Yeah. Ivan, indeed. Uh, he may suffer from a condition called pubophonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not, uh, it's not another Sounds name like for... like a fake disease made up by, like, a teenager. Yeah, I know. It's not a... It's not, it's no, not my another... penis isn't small. I just have a really bad case of pubophonia. <laughs> No, and it's it's not crabs, in case you're wondering. You know, another name for, yeah. for crabs. It sounds like uh, vagina-itis or something. Like just some like, made-up kid's disease or something. I have dick measles. Dick measles. <laughs> dick measles. Yeah. I think that's called herpes. Yeah, that's called her- whatever it is. That's actually something you should treat seriously, yeah, Ivan. Damn, I, I better go to the doctor. Yeah, bigger so checked. um, I've got I've got dick measles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, doctor, but I'm pretty sure I have a case of the old dick measles. Also I known find as anything on WebMD, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's also known as pubophonia, according <laughs> yeah. to Wikipedia. So there you go. No, but the real pubophonia. Uh-huh. It's also known as functioning falsetto. It's a voice condition, either mentally or physical, uh, characterized by the habitual use of a high-pitched voice after puberty. Okay. Right. Yes, and it's usually treated by speech therapy or other kind of therapies. But if they don't work, uh, surgery is possible. Hmm. Surgery on the voice. On the voice box. box yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That, that's like extreme yeah. cases. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's mental or physical. 
Right. Yeah. So uh, Dan might, uh, you know, like you said, he's mm. he's been very insecure about yeah you know, his voice. So maybe it's just all in his head. He maybe could he just... have been like, I'm sure you guys remember those like the boys at school whose voices were breaking like much later than everybody else. Yes. So they were like the boys who had already gone and then there was a few that would come through like a year or a year and a half later. They'd finally get their chance and maybe in that like really awkward in-between phase if he was, you know, a late bloomer, let's call it. Yeah. And he was a bit self-conscious about the fact that he had that, you know, maybe he tried to like hold it in that higher range to stop that awkward like, maybe thing and then just stayed there. Stuck with it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And that would help explain why he is maybe so insecure and then gets so jealous and possessive like later on. Yep. That's true. that's some childhood trauma based kind of stuff you're like tapping into there. Yeah. 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 Ask any psychologist any problems you have as an adult, parents, children. Yeah. You know, it's all dick all measles. Dick measles. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. 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 Even if it's a medical Hopefully problem. Hopefully that wasn't your parents. No. Oh. 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 oh no. Oh. What have you done? Uh, sorry, I went there. Oh, you did. Mm. You sure did. It's... And we're coming back from there. Yeah, we are. From Mongolia to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> My dick measles journey. <laughs> Strange and erotic journey. Uh, okay, well. We're yeah. done. Yeah, we we're are done. done. We're finished. Stick a fork in it. Um, yeah, so Dan, I... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Stop it. I'm sorry. Uh, Don't apologise. Mongolian throat singing, dick measles. <laughs> it's all been happening tonight. Don't combine the two. No, please. Mongolian dick measles. <laughs> Mongolian dick singing. Throat dick measles. <laughs> 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 like, first it. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, yeah. listen to the show. Jeepers. Um... <laughs> So, uh, any other notes? <laughs> any other notes about Dan? No, no, no. I didn't really like him much as a character. No, it's kind of there annoying. There wasn't a lot to like. No, I not don't really. Think. Like in the beginning, he was too sort of wishy-washy and agreeable, and then at the end, he was just too intense and obsessive. Yeah, in yeah. Ways. But the thing I found interesting, and I know this isn't necessarily about his character, but in the the little bit of dialogue between Noreen and Elaine in the diner yep. where she's sort of talking to him about, oh, you know, you know how he's like a bit of a high talker? And Noreen's like, oh, well, like, he does raise his voice sometimes, but that's normal. Yeah. And Elaine actually has to explain to Noreen, like, no, not a not a loud talker. Yeah. A high, a high talker. talker. Yeah. And then she also brings up the fact about, like, the fact that he's bald and that he blushes yeah. a lot. And you can yeah. see Noreen's, like, opinion <laughs> of him just plummeting. Just plummet. Yeah, as yeah. As a result of this conversation. I, I don't think that would have lasted in the relationship too much longer. Well, it seemed like a veil was lifted from mm. Noreen in that, in that moment because... Prior to that, she was quite defensive and was of like, him, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. I had no idea. Or maybe she was just in denial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did, did, are they married? Are they no, married? I think they were just together. Boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There you so, go. Yeah, that was it that I noticed. Mm. Just like, obviously, Noreen was quite on board before this whole debacle and then Elaine just managed to get in there and... Yeah. Ruin everything. Ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> as as the core four usually do. Yeah. That's that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, so that were the secondary characters for What's the Deal with the Talkers. If you have a theory or if you uh, want to tell us which one is your favourite, let us know. Email us, leave us te- messages or whatever you want to do. Sounds great. Now, Stephen, where do or do any of the talkers sit in your top 10 or top 20 of uh, all time? Yeah, Aaron, actually. Oh, yeah. He's not top 10, but he's top 20. Okay. Comes in at number 16. Okay, cool. Yep. I'm 16. So, yeah, I like Aaron. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah, which is funny because normally my favourite characters are the ones that are really disgruntled and curmudgeonally. Aaron is the complete opposite. Yeah. But because he's so overbearing oh. and so over the top, yes. that's why I like him. Yeah. You know, he's a parody of just over-friendly people. He's a good one. Yeah. He's a good one. Stacey, where would... um you don't, Do you have a top 10? I don't have a running list. I'm sorry. I didn't do my homework. That's okay. Would Aaron be in like your top 10 or 20? Uh, or any other th- of the could, talkers? He could well be in the top 20. Okay. I don't necessarily know. I mean, he's definitely a standout, but I don't think I don't think he'd make the top 10 cut. Okay. But he'd be up there somewhere. Cool. Um, but no, Les, no, Leslie and Dan don't make it, unfortunately. No. But Aaron is a winner. Yeah, for me, Leslie and Dan make it nowhere near the 20, mm-hmm. even the 50. But uh, he's in my top 10. Really? Nice. Yeah. I'll start from number 10. Okay. And number 10... Meryl from The Wife, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox's yeah, character. she's great. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Joe, the fruit store owner from The Mango, my favourite episode so far of Seinfeld that we've reviewed. Uh, number eight, Mary Cantardi from The Baby Shower. Mm. Liar. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Bookman 
mm. from the library. Mm-hmm. He was number six. Oh, okay. Number six, Aaron. Wow. wow. Yep. He is number six. Number he five. He beat Bookman. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bookman. No, he Bookman has like a lasting effect on me, but uh, no, Aaron pips him, and wow. I didn't realize like how good Judge Reinhold was as Aaron. Like he is good. his character. He's he's only in like three scenes or something, but nails it. <laughs> yeah. Like like Mary. I mentioned this many times. Mary Cantati's number eight. She's only in one scene in the baby shower, but, it's but she such kills a it. Good scene. Yeah, for me, it doesn't matter how long you're in the show for. Mm. If you can kill it in the time that you have, you're in my top ten or twenty. Yeah. Like no problem at all. Yeah. Aaron kills it. Yeah. He, he is does. just so he good. Is he is scary. Yeah, scary. Like, and it's scary that like there's might be someone like that in the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's nearly pathological. Oh, well, I guess they do talk about that, but he's like. Yeah. His niceness and his need to like be friendly and warm is like actually scary. It's very sickly. It's intense. Yeah, very intense. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Kevin from the Bizarro Jury. You know, he's like sickly sweet. Yeah. Not not as sickly, but he's just wholesome. Yeah, know? but but you also see other emotions in Kevin. Like he gets upset when Elaine nicks his olives. Ah, oh, true. Stuff. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. see a, you see a bit of more of a spectrum of emotions. Of a spectrum, yeah, yeah. Whereas Aaron is just happy or yeah. frustrated, yeah, or freaking out, or, freaking or having out. an anxiety attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. So yeah, he's number six. Wow. Like, All-time cool. secondaries. Yeah. Wow. Uh, number five is Newman. Four is Susan. Three, the Soup Nazi. Two, Frank Costanza. One, George Steinbrenner. Nice. So yeah, there you go. So uh, we got. Uh, we got a new entrant in our top charts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's been a while for me, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big jump, too. That's huge. Number six, yeah. Yeah, to go straight, that's like halfway. That's with a bullet. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Noreen's not here. This is Dan. All right. Seinfeldisms. Every week, uh, we talk about events that have happened in our lives, a day-to-day life, which... Uh, might have an impact or you know it's probably based on Seinfeld or maybe the incident happened in Seinfeld or something similar or it could be related to Seinfeld in anything some way. that you can relate to Seinfeld counts we've had some pretty fucking tenuous Seinfeld oh we I sure have say. but they passed yeah. they passed yeah. now Stacey you have one you haven't told us about it so, I uh, do you weren't sure if it was a Seinfeldism though I'm not quite sure I I'm guess... sure it'll be fine we'll judge yeah yep. um, So. otherwise we'll start the hashtag Boycott Stacy. You know, if this doesn't work. <laughs> Stacy yeah, off fine. Midwood Basket. Yeah. Um, so there is a small um, cafe, restaurant, little thing. I think it's relatively newly opened as well, just on Victoria Street um, at the top end of Richmond, like North Richmond. The Paris end. Yeah. <laughs> right near the train station in the, yeah. like, you know, the place where you want to be in North Richmond. Of course. Um, there's a little, very sweet looking, uh, I'm not casting any aspersions on the establishment, but a very sweet little looking sort of Asian um, cafe on Victoria Street and it's called One Yada Cafe oh. and I've walked past it a bunch of times and nice. every time I see it I'm, I think one day I will actually go in and be like can I just ask you a question so they serve what focaccias cakes yada 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 it's you know. like it's Asian food. There's I oh, don't right. see any connection. Okay, and like you know, places like that sometimes have weird names that you just sort of like. I don't know what that means, but yeah. your food looks nice. Mm-hmm. One yada could be right. nothing. It could be a reference to something completely unrelated. But I'm like, is that just like one yada? That is a Seinfeldism. Yada that's yada a yada. That's yeah. a bloody great that's Seinfeldism. A great what Seinfeldism. are you talking about? <laughs> that's a good that's one. awesome. I did it. Yeah, you win. I will. I might actually go and ask and bring a report when I come in for the next. Next time, yeah. If I, if I make it, through oh yeah, like a re- like a review. That's, that's your homework. <laughs> yeah, that's your homework. Yeah, bid will ask homework. But definitely your task. Cool. Yeah, I've had no Seinfeldisms, Steve. Yeah, actually, it happened today at work, and it's it's good timing actually because last week we did the pie, and uh, I was in the bathroom at work, <laughs> and I think we know how this turns out. Did you have a square to spare? No. <laughs> think of the pie the uh, episode that we uh, did last week. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was in the cubicle. I noticed that there was someone in the cubicle next to me. I exited the cubicle. And as I was washing my hands, the other person exited the cubicle. They didn't stop and like make sure the hair was okay. But they stopped and had a quick squiz in the mirror. Squiz being a look for (laughs) non-Australians. And then they walked out. So they didn't wash their hands. Nice. So they were a little sloppy. And then you looked at the stall and then you looked back at the basin. No, I didn't do the dramatic... Look at the stall. Look, look at, at the, the look at the the, look at the the yeah the faucet. Yeah, look yeah. at the door. No, nothing like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good timing considering last week we did the pie. Nice. Where Poppy doesn't wash his hands. No. Where Poppy gets a bit sloppy. Oh, yeah. he's a bit. A bit. <laughs> yeah. He gets shut down by the yeah. health inspector. Yeah, yeah. Jeepers. And then I realised that this is probably the most common Seinfeldism in my life. 
blokes blokes hygiene is fucking terrible oh yeah you know at least once a week i saw someone uh, i don't see someone washing i see someone not washing their hands we're terrible yeah pretty gross yeah i'm very terrible pretty horrible i also have to remember to wash my hands sometimes but that's because i traveled a lot in places where there wasn't ever soap so i just got used to not washing my hands because it wasn't an option i'm actually like retraining myself to wash my hands because i'm actually in places where there's soap Hmm. (laughs) nice novel Yeah, I, I have to remember to wash my hands so I don't spread my dick measles. <laughs> <laughs> and you're holding the Seinfeld trivia calendar too. Well, oh. because you didn't have a Seinfeldism, you can do the, the Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld yeah, I would good. just like to make an announcement. Neither Stephen nor myself work in food preparation. Yep. <laughs> and dick measles isn't real, so it's fine. That's the one. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Seinfeld trivia. <laughs> so we've got a special desktop calendar and uh, we read the trivia of Seinfeld on the day that we're recording. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2018, and today's trivia is as follows. The first time Jerry Seinfeld ever saw his future writing partner was in 1975 in front of the improv. Seinfeld eavesdropped on Larry David talking to another comedian as David happened to be leaning on Seinfeld's car, a 1973 Fiat 128 SL. Huh. Cool. There you go. There you go. That's nice how they met. So Jerry's like, With get off car. my car. Yeah. And then Larry's like, oh, but I'm not in your car. <laughs> you know? And then they, Seinfeld was born. Yep. Just well, like 15 me. years later, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The seed was planted. It was. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Very good trivia. See, yeah. with trivia, it does get better every week. It does. Fabulous. It is getting better. The first one was like, Seinfeld has two syllables or some bullshit. Yeah, now it's yeah. like, yeah. now it's good stuff. It's something with substance. Yeah. All right. So we got some fan mail. So uh, let's yeah, get into it. Yeah, that's right. So we got an email from someone named Laurie. Couldn't figure out where they were. I actually did a Facebook search and no one came up. So okay. I don't know if that, is that creepy? I no. don't know. No, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, it's pretty normal these uh, days. It's hello, Laurie. I assume she's from America, maybe? Laurie sent us an email asking us when we're going to do uh, Putty for a What's the Deal With episode. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we've decided that we'll do it for our next What's the Deal With episode, which that's is right. actually in 10 weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> our 50th episode, which we'll talk about in just a second, actually, uh, would normally be a What's the Deal With episode, but we're not doing one for our 50th episode. So it'll be episode 55. So Yeah, it'll be one of the very last episodes of this season. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, yeah, you got to... Laurie, it will be happening, don't worry. Uh, yeah. But we will be doing What's the Deal With David Putty later in, on. Yeah, in 10 I weeks' time. Putty. So yeah, so, so sorry much. you... Mu- yeah. He would be in my top ten. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you want to come back for Putty? I might do, yeah. Yeah, come, yeah. Yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah, cool. okay. Excellent. Uh, Hashtag good. boycott Stacey. Deal. All right. And, uh, Leave the house locked so Stacey <laughs> doesn't get in for the next nine weeks. <laughs> Perfect. Sure and uh, I did mention our 50th episode. So in about three and a half, four weeks, we're doing a live episode for our 50th episode. We sure are. And this is at George's Bar in Fitzroy in Melbourne, Australia. A nice little hole in the wall, which is devoted to George Costanza. They have many things like Twixes and the vending machines. Snickers and all other Seinfeld paraphernalia. So it's going to be wonderful, a first ever live show, and uh, it's going to be live streamed on YouTube as well. So uh, listen out for some more details on that. Ooh. And uh, we'll be putting up the, well, we'll be live, of course. So if you want to tune in, you know, and listen to us or watch us, that'll be fantastic. Uh, and we'll be putting the podcast up on the week that it's scheduled. That's right. It'll be the week after. So we're performing. Performing? Are we performing? I guess we're performing. Yeah, we're, we're performance artists. It's we're, a live We're show. casting. We're podcast. We're casting up. We're performing. You're talking. We're performing. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking. We're there talking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on March 18, it starts at about 6.30. Uh, yeah, at George's Bar, which is on Johnson Street in Fitzroy. It's free entry. 6.30 Australian Eastern Sailing. Daylight savings time. Oh no, it's actually going to be Eastern. Oh no, it's still going to be daylight saving yeah, next year, next think, month, isn't think, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it ends in April. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, free entry. Bar's got everything. Yeah, so come along, watch us do our thing. It'll be super fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh yeah, of course we're doing the contest. Oh, that's, sure. That's why we're not doing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we're going to be that's talking right. about the secondaries from the contest. That's right. Yeah, so even now, maybe JFK Junior. We might have to do a little bio on Ooh. him. That's true. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. As, as well as some others. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, between now and then, Ivan and I are having. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> The doctor said with my measles, I, I uh, shouldn't participate. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's all happening. There's anyway. actually, there was a reference to the contest episode in the puffy shirt. Uh-huh. Because when George becomes the hand model and they're telling him about that other oh, guy. Oh, the other guy, yes. Who became obsessed with... Who we have analysed in the puffy the shirt. Of his hands. Yes, and George yes. is like, don't worry, I'm trustworthy. I want a contest. <laughs> I want a contest. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. <laughs> that is very and true. And it turns out he lied. 
in the finale. He said, I made it up. I didn't mm. win. Yeah, when they're going down on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Anyway, thanks so much for listening for another week, whether you are a first-timer or you're a seasoned veteran who's been with us since day one. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And Stephen, what's our website? Uh, it is Bidwabask.com. And uh, we've got an email address, Bidwabaskpodcast at did you just say that? No, I didn't say the email. No, okay, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com, that's the one. So get in touch with us. Uh, we're on everywhere. Uh, we're on Spotify now, so you can Ooh. find us on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Podbean. Stitcher. I through Podcast Addict. Yeah, Podcast Addict. Yeah, yep. there you go. We're on we're any any podcast platform you can think of or virtually all the big ones mm-hmm. and some smaller ones, we're there. Yep. So and uh, whatever podcast service you use, if you, well, you would be listening to us using that podcast service, but if for some reason you're listening to us but you use a podcast service where we're not available, delete it. Yep. Go to another one. Go to another one. Yeah. And Wait, please rate and... <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, please rate and review us as well. Yeah. That'd be great. Stars. We'd love to get your opinion on the show, whether it's good or bad. It's up to you. We'd love to hear from you. And before we sign off, I think we should say another big thank you to Stacey. Yes. Thank our... you very much, Stacey. Thanks for uh, coming in. I'm clapping myself. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we won't be doing that hashtag, so uh, yep. you've passed. You've done all right. Yep. Thanks for having me yet again. It was a lovely time. Yes. And oh. sorry, sorry it got so blue. Oh, That's it's all right. Next week, Stephen and I will be back in the studio. We're going to be talking about the Season 1 episode, Male Unbonding. So we're going back to Season 1 again. That's right. Crazy. This will be 80% of uh, Season 1. Yeah, and I the know. only episode without a the. Yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, no. Oh, hang on. Oh, good no, news, speak. bad news. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the first two episodes. Yeah, that's there it. You go. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. And thank you, Stacey, once again. Thank you for having me. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. See you then. Bye.